Today is Sunday, March the 10th, 2019. Dylan, are you there? I'm here. Hey, buddy. How are you today? Oh, I'm doing okay. Well, I wish I could say the same. I've got a uh, lovely, lovely old upper respiratory infection, and it's it's kicking my butt. Yeah, this weather's I think, has everybody down. I've been feeling a little under the weather today, but not too awful bad. Yeah, it's just, you know, the past few days we hadn't done a podcast for a simple fact that I couldn't hardly talk. And then, you know, I just finally, me and you talked about it earlier. And I was like, well, let's just go ahead and do it. And I'll just apologize to everybody for us being uh, delayed on getting out a few podcasts. But hopefully everyone understands we are all human and, and we're not perfect. So, yeah, yeah. So, anyways, uh, what did you do today? I've been kind of lazy. Just got up, went to church, come back home uh, after we went out and ate after after church obviously and just sat down and started uh binge watching some amazon prime nice what are you watching uh what was i watching oh uh, the the man in the high castle i just finished it up i don't think i watched very interesting tv show it gives you the idea of what the world would be like after world war ii if nazi germany would have won and uh Nazi Germany controls pretty much everything east of the Rocky Mountains. The Rocky Mountains, Wyoming, and that area is what's called the neutral zone, and everything west of that in California is controlled by the Japanese. Did you just give out the uh, movie? No. Okay. Yeah, you better not. You, you better not give any more information because you might spoil. I mean, as soon as you started, it tells you that. Oh, okay. Well, I started to say some people are probably going to hate you right now. No, no, there's, there's a lot that happens in it. No, I, don't, I don't give away any of the good stuff that all that you can find in a trailer for it. Well, you know how I am when I watch movies. I just, you know, if we're yeah, you Google movie, everything and then tell everybody what happens before the movie's even over. I'm, I'm like the worst person in the world to watch a movie with. Cause I just don't like the suspense. I want to know what happens. And if there's a spoiler out there, I'm probably reading it. So uh note to self, do not watch a movie with me. Bad, bad idea. Wouldn't you say that? Yeah. I don't do scary movies either. And Dylan likes to watch scary movies. It's just he don't like boxing movies either. He falls asleep during boxing. That movies. movie was absolutely it just was boring to me. It's one of the greatest movies I've ever seen. I'm not even going to say the name of that movie, but I don't agree with you. I don't think it was. So it was Creed. People, anybody, <laughs> Mickey does not like Rocky movies or Creed. He's an American. Speaking of Nazis, Mickey is a Nazi. <laughs> I am not. This is not the way to say this on a podcast. I am not a Nazi. And it's not that I don't like Rocky and them. I'm just not into that kind of thing. It's just, it does not entertain me. And, you know, uh, I'm sure he's good at what he does and so on, but it just makes me fall asleep by watching somebody box. I know it's a tough and demanding sport and, uh, and all that good stuff. It just doesn't entertain me. So everybody has their own view. And my view is, well, I'd rather watch little red riding hood or something, I guess. So, <laughs> but Rocky is not for me. Sorry if uh, if I offend anyone by saying that. <laughs> That's just who I am. Uh, what did you do? Anything fun for the weekend, or just hang out at the house? No, I just hung out. Yeah. So uh, over the weekend, I've just decided I wanted to get sick. I mean, I've had a pretty good weekend. Um, you know, Friday you come over, I think, and uh, we we watch some movies together and so on. And then Saturday morning, um, I. Uh, I left really early, 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 like uh, 6 a.m. early and drove to Greenville, South Carolina to go to Word Camp Greenville. And uh, I got to go see uh, all my buds, all my pals that I've met at Word Camp and so on over the last few years. 
Um, and you know, there was probably 12, 15 of them there and, uh, got to see all of them. I debated on whether or not I wanted to go cause I was feeling sick. I didn't feel like it, but anyways, uh, long story short, I went and, uh, then I come back home and well, I just decided that I wanted to, uh, take it easy for the rest of the day after I got back home. And I think you were over here. Was you over here when I got back home? That would have been last, yeah, over a little bit been last night. Was you over here last night? Yeah, I was over there last night, but I wasn't there like when you got home. Yeah. Oh, and then also on Friday, I forgot to mention this. The biggest thing we did Friday was I actually bought the wife a new car. So that's a nice car too. Yeah, it was pretty fun. I enjoyed that. So well, SUV. Uh, it's not really a car. Yeah, SUV. Big old SUV. It's like a tank, dude. I just laughed when Micah come home and he saw it and he's like. He didn't even see it. He just walked right by it. I'm like, dude, how did you not see it? So he had to go out there and look at it. And he's like, how did I not see that? I was like, exactly. Oh, yeah, it was, it was the same color. Yeah. But it's only, you know, like four times the size <laughs> of that little Jeep. Yeah. What so you're talking my, about, wife has a, my wife had a Jeep Renegade and then we traded her Jeep Renegade in for a, uh, uh, ginormous Nissan Armada. And, uh, it's just like four times the size of what that little Jeep is. It's totally different. And my son walks right by it and doesn't even pay attention to it. So well, he's looking at his phone probably. Yeah. More than likely, more than likely. So Dylan, I can't wait to hear some of these fun facts that you got. And, uh, let's, let's see what you got for us today. Yeah. They're pretty interesting. Uh, I did not know this one. Speaking of being sick, this is something you might try, Mick. It may make you feel better, but, uh, if it's nasty, I ain't doing it. I don't do nasty stuff. Ketchup was sold in the 1830s as medicine. What? Really? Yeah, evidently. Well, I did I mean, not look you know, that, I, think, I think that's the way Coca-Cola was originally, wasn't it? Or Dr. Pepper? It's uh, not sure. Uh, May have been. I do know it's not on the day's facts, but I do know Coca-Cola was originally green. Was it really? Yeah. I think uh, when I went to the Coke plant down in uh, Atlanta, I'm, pl- I'm pretty sure they said Coke was originally intended as a medicine. It probably was because it originally had cocaine in it. Uh, let's see here. It says originally intended as a patent medicine. It was invented in the late 19th century by John Stith Pemberton and was brought out by businessman Asia Griggs Kindler, whose marketing tactics led Coca-Cola to its dominance of the 20th century. So, yeah, it was originally a medicine. Coca-Cola was originally a medicine that's now the one of the biggest soft drinks in the world. And also is one of the biggest contributors to obesity. Boy, you're just not been a fan of Coke right now. Just so you know, Coca-Cola, I love drinking Coca-Cola. And I don't care if I'm obese because, well, I'm probably obese. And I love Coca-Cola. So, <laughs> speaking, speaking of obesity and Coca-Cola, do Man, you know? Man, he's just on it right here, isn't he? This is our second fun fact. This is, you know, if you drink too much Coke, you can eat this because it takes more calories to eat a piece of celery than celery has in it. So by eating a piece of celery, you're actually losing weight. I don't think I'd want to eat a piece of celery. I don't, I don't like more celery. Calories eating one stick of celery than it actually has in it. But celery tastes like nothing. It's just, it's bland. Yeah. Yeah. That's just not, no, I don't, I don't get it. No. I don't, I don't like celery. I don't, I don't know any kids that like celery. So, um, I know my boys don't like celery and, my cats don't like celery either. Now they like broccoli, and I love. I can broccoli. eat celery. I mean, I don't like you know. I don't think anybody like craves celery. I don't think per se. But so here's your question: Why, when you order hot wings, do they bring you carrots and celery? Carrots, I understand. Celery, why do they do that? Well, I do not know. That may be something to research. Hmm. But have you ever noticed that? Yeah. 
Yeah. So may, it may be a uh, to like you know they usually bring ranch dressing or blue cheese too. So it may be like a way to eat their ranch dressing and blue cheese because you can like scoop it up with it and the ranch dressing and blue cheese is to kind of help with the heat of hot wings if they're too hot for you. And here's you another fun fact about Mickey. I don't like dressing. I do not like blue cheese or ranch dressing. And I don't eat it on my salads either. No, little, I'm pretty worried, aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, moving on. Anyone looking to uh, purchase a dog? Here's some interesting facts. Cost of raising a medium-sized dog to the age of 11 is $5,500. I would not know that fact because I do not have any dogs. I do have cats, and I spend about $100 a month on. Yeah. That's cost Mickey like $15,000 to raise 47 cats to the age of two. <laughs> I do not have 47 cats. We have five rescued cats. Thank you. Actually, four rescued cats and one cat that your mom gave us. And the one cat that your mom gave us is, uh, he's just mean as a rattlesnake. His name's Mac. He, he was the kitten of a rescue cat. Was he the kitten of a rescue cat? Yeah. So could we technically say he was a rescue cat since we rescued him? Uh, I suppose. Okay. So we had his, four shelter cats and then one other rescue cat. How about that? Yeah. His, his mother was the lone survivor of a litter of kittens that, uh, one of my sisters found uh, outside of a barn. Huh. Yeah, I like mother, Mac. Mac yeah. is awesome. Mac Her mother disappeared or died or something, and it was just like a lone little kitten that survived. Huh. Still, still surviving to this day. It hangs out at the mom and dad's house all the time. Now, if I'm not mistaken, you say that cat was really hyper? It, it used to be. Of course, it's getting older now. It's it uh, It stays outside most of the time, but whenever it starts storming or starts to get cold, it'll run up on the front porch and kind of pat on the door and you can open it up and it'll run like right inside the house and straight to its little pet taxi that they've got for it to stay in. Huh. In the mornings they'll open the door and let it run right back out. Just a FYI, if anyone heard that door slam in the background, that would have been my son. So I don't know if you heard it or not, but I do apologize. I didn't hear anything, but I was talking. So. Okay. Go ahead and go for number four. Number four. You are one centimeter taller in the morning than you are in the evening. Do you know why that is, Mickey? Why is that? That is because as you sleep of a night, all of your muscles and tendons and cartilages and all that stuff rehydrates itself throughout the night. So they build back up with fluid. Huh. So I'm one centimeter taller. How can we put that into a reference of understanding how much a centimeter is for those who don't know? Well, let's Google that. What centimeter is for? Centimeter. Let's see here, because I really don't know what the. So a centimeter is one hundredth of a meter. You're basically somewhere around three eighths of an inch taller, I would say. Three eighths of an inch taller. Well, a little bit more, not quite half an inch. Huh. Craziness. Well, what if you just stand up on your uh, tippy toes? I mean, you'd be pretty tall then, right? So, yeah. <laughs> What's number five you got for us? Number five. Oh, this is going to be a good one. In Florida, if anybody's fixing to go vacate in Florida for spring break or going this summer, 
this will be good information to know because we don't want anyone getting in trouble. But in Florida, it is illegal to sing in a public place while attired in a swimsuit. So if you're wearing your swimsuit, do not sing in a public public place. That is crazy. So yeah, there's some there's some weird laws out is there. Is that statewide or is it citywide or what? Uh, I'm assuming that is statewide because it just says in Florida. It doesn't specify into a uh, singular state. Huh. Well, I guess we could talk about a stupid law in Tennessee that I found out about earlier. You want to, you want to talk about it for a second? Yeah. So that was some pretty interesting facts there. And just to know that ketchup sold as a medicine blows my mind. Uh, I knew Coke mm-hmm. was. I never knew ketchup was. And I there still like I still like Coke. Uh, here's just a survey question. We'll put it up on the Facebook. Do you prefer Coca-Cola or do you prefer Pepsi products? Coca-Cola products or Pepsi products? We'll put that post up on Facebook here shortly and uh, do a little uh, survey on it. Um, so anyways, the stupid law in Tennessee that I found out earlier that just blew my mind or blew my mind was Dylan, do you have a, uh, do you have a Netflix account? I do. Have you ever shared your password with a Netflix account? I'm sure I have. (laughs) I'm totally guilty too. My kids have it. So password sharing is not a federal crime. According to this article I've read. However, in the state of Tennessee, it is illegal to share your password to Netflix or Apple Music in the state of Tennessee. Um, And supposedly, it says it's called the Tennessee Login Law, which makes it a crime to share login information, namely your password, for sites such as Netflix or iTunes. The new rule was added as an update to decades-old cable TV theft laws and have been in effect since July of 2011. The Tennessee password sharing law was heavily lobbied for by the Recording Industry Association of America. Well, how about that? Hmm. I wonder how many people out there are breaking the law right now, sharing uh, Netflix passwords. I'm sure 99% of all Tennesseans that have a Netflix account. (laughs) So, yeah, according to this law, you're not allowed to share your Netflix password outside of your own house. So... Um, if you do so, it is a violation of law, and you can be getting in trouble for that. So I have no idea. That's totally new on me, and I thought that was like the – that was just, you know, I, I guess it's just a, a law that they just had to make. I wonder what they define house as a physical address or like a family because in like old-school European, a house was your name, like Trivet or Roberts. I have no idea. It says here in this article, when the law was passed, lawmakers admitted that the law could be used beyond its original intention and used to prosecute a simple password sharing for anything. So maybe if you give your email password out, you could get in trouble. Hmm, Who knows? I'm sure it's only for paid services. I don't know. But, you know, this is why we pay the big guys up at the big uh, the, the, the big state offices uh, money. The big old politicians, they got to, they gotta you know, make money. Do the yeah. laws, you know. Also, I looked up here while you were giving us those fun facts. You know what ketchup was used to treat? What was it used to treat? It was sold as a cure for indigestion. Really? I always yeah. thought it was too. Are you sure? Because it's, I mean, it's awful acidy. That's exactly why it was used for uh, indigestion. In 1834, ketchup was sold as a cure for indigestion by an Ohio physician named John Cook. Tomato ketchup was popularized as a condiment commercially in the 
late 1800s, and today Americans purchase 10 billion ounces of ketchup annually. Huh. That's like a, a upset stomach and stuff like that. One of the best things they say to eat is spicy stuff, like ulcers and stuff. If you have ulcers, most people avoid like peppers and stuff, but according to some of the research I've read, you're actually supposed to eat the acid and the hotness of the peppers and stuff actually cures the things in your stomach that's causing the to be upset. That, you still fight fire with fire. That's craziness. So I was sitting here trying to research your Florida law about uh, singing in public, and uh, I accidentally stumbled up on one that's even funnier, uh, and that is it's illegal to shower nude in Florida. I have no idea. Don't even ask hmm. me that. Don't know. Just don't take a shower naked. Leave your underwear on. So maybe that's in public. It doesn't really give. I would. Yeah, I wouldn't want to think that was in public. (laughs) Which I don't know. Maybe it's not because they. Pretty sure they probably have beaches down there that accommodate people that way. I have no idea. We're all kinds of full of information. And, And speaking of Florida, this is a really good segue into the next topic. We are going to be talking with Mr. Chris Edwards from Data Driven Labs, and he is out of Orlando, Florida. Hey, Chris, how are you today? Hey, I'm doing great. That's awesome, awesome. Dylan, you're with us? I'm here listening. All righty. Hey, Chris, uh, today we are talking to you, my friend. This is the infamous Chris Edwards. He lives in, if I'm not mistaken, Orlando, Florida. Would that be correct? Yeah, we're about about 20 minutes north of Orlando. We tell everybody Orlando because that's what most people know. Yeah, yeah. So, And he always goes to Disney. I mean, it's like a never-ending <laughs> thing. Disneyland is – is it Disneyland or Disney World in Orlando? Dis- Disney World. We're yeah. there probably about two to three times a, a, a week. Yeah, so he's, he's like the, uh, the enemy of everyone that's never been because he's there all the time. <laughs> yeah, I'm guessing he has season passes. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You, do you utilize those season passes? Oh, yeah. Yeah, we. Uh, I actually go there and enjoy taking uh, – I've made a hobby of taking photography at Disney. You get a lot of cool uh, pictures there. What's your favorite thing about Disney? Uh, not the crowds. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I, I, think, I think what I like is there's, uh, there's so many different things to do there. Uh, you can go, like, run around the resorts. There's all kinds of different restaurants and, like, really cool food food items to try uh, then there's you know the rides and just like every time we go we try to make something different so it doesn't get old and there's just lots of new things to try out well that's that's awesome well we'll talk back again here soon about disney because i'm i'm intrigued my name is mickey by the way just so you know um, and, <laughs> and i think my parents did that just so they can name me after a, a mouse so uh, but anyways, Chris, uh, tell us a little about, about yourself, about who you are, what you do, what, what company you're with and, and so on. Let's, let's get to know you. Yeah. So, uh, uh, as you said, I'm Chris Edwards. Um, and I live down here in Florida, uh, born and raised here in Florida. Uh, so, uh, snow, don't really know it. Been there, seen it a few times for skiing, but that's about it. Right. And, uh, but yeah, so, uh, born and raised here in Florida and, uh, you know, I work, uh, actually I, um, co-own a company with my wife, uh, a digital agency. So we do digital marketing and stuff like that. Um, it's called data driven labs and kind of focus on like analytics and stuff like that. WordPress, uh, different things along those lines. It's actually kind of where I met Nikki or Mickey at, um, a, uh, 
WordPress event. And, uh, and so, you know, that's kind of what, you know, I do for a living. And then for fun, I enjoy just kind of going out and doing photography and just kind of just getting out enjoying the Florida sun, just kind of having a good time, you know, when I'm not working and, and focusing on that. That's great. Uh, now how many kids did you say you had? I have one. He is 12 turning 13 here in a month and a half and uh, teenaging hard. <laughs> It don't get any easier. Trust me. I've got a 16 year old and 18 year old. So good luck, brother. <laughs> uh, I'm sure you got a lot of, uh, are, uh, is he in the gaming? He's into, uh, Minecraft really hard. He does a lot of, uh, uh, I don't know what they call it on there, but basically like they're coding and hacking it up and changing it. And, you know, he does his own little programming stuff with all that. It's actually really cool to see him diving into programming on that level i'm like awesome so uh when do you want a job <laughs> now uh, with your agency data driven labs how many people work for you is it just you and sandy uh it's just sandy and i full-time um and then we have uh four others that work with us part-time as well so uh we're about six six big right now uh we are looking here probably in the next year or within the next uh quarter here of bringing on our first uh full-time person which will be converting one of those part-times over into a full-time. That's great. Um, so how did you all originally, I guess, how did you all originally get started? How did you all decide that you all wanted to do your own thing instead of working for some individual, some other company, making them money, and instead now you're here doing your own very thing and, and, and enjoying yourself with each other? How did, how did you all become that? How did that get started? Well, you kind of said it right there. Uh, you know, we've been, I've been doing this since I was in high school. Uh, I built my first website for a church when I was in ninth grade, you know, and, um, you know, so and that was my first paid gig. So I guess you could say I was doing it professionally since ninth grade. Right. Um, but, uh, you know, I think I built it for like a hundred bucks, but you know, it was, uh, it was like the first website I built and I really loved doing it. And so I've been freelancing on the side, uh, for my whole career and I've worked for a few agencies and, I think it just kind of came down to working in an agency and, you know, I'm running, I, I got to the director position. So I was running, I got to the point where I wasn't doing any coding myself, but I was actually running the agency myself. And I was like, why am I running someone else's agency? I can run my own agency and do the same thing. And, uh, and there was a couple of principles. I, you know, we're really big on integrity and um, some of the places I've worked, maybe not have, may not have been the best at that. And it was one of those is like, I wanted to create something that was on our own principles and what we believe in. And, and I wanted to create our own thing. And so that's kind of when we got started, got a few clients on and we slowly transitioned. I went full-time first, then Sandy came over full-time and uh, it just, from there kind of just kind of grew from that. And just, it's been an amazing experience. That's awesome. Hey Dylan, uh, hit him up with a question if you got one. Well, he kind of answered the question I was going to ask with his statement there. I was going to ask him about his aha moment, but uh, sounds like he uh, already covered that with, you know, realizing he could do what he was doing for someone else for himself. But uh, being from Orlando, just a shot in the dark to see if you know someone I know that lives down around the area. I know a guy named Mike Bullen, uh, RC raced for years, and they have a RC race down in Orlando every year. It's the largest in the world for carpet oval and on road but uh he has a website called uh spaghetti models.com max weather ah. page yes yes 
Spaghetti Models Mike. Yeah, Mike Bull, and he's been on the Weather Channel a few times down there. So Mike's Weather page is his Facebook. Uh, he's got quite a following, so I thought maybe you might have heard of him. Oh, we 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 love him during hurricane season. Uh, we stay glued <laughs> to him when our power finally goes out during the hurricanes. We're not watching the news; we're watching Mike to see what he tells us ha- is happening. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's awesome. Mike is. Yeah, yeah, no, wow, no, yeah, he's that is, that's that's crazy. What a small world. Yeah, he's a local legend around here when it comes to hurricane season. Everybody knows. Everybody's <laughs> checking his page. He knows before what's going before anyone else does. He knows what's coming, and uh, yeah. Yeah, so Dylan, all, yeah, Dylan's bragged to me about this guy for, I don't know, how many, what, five, six years, Dylan? Oh, yeah, I've, I've known him for quite some time. And like I say, I raced RC cars since 2005, six, and I had been going down there since about 2007 when I met him. And uh, he's a legend in the RC community. He just decided, you know, he was going to start hosting a race 20, I think I've been going 25, 26 years now for RC cars down there. And now it's the largest in the world. So anything he does just takes off. Hmm. That is crazy how small the world is. <laughs> yeah. so. Hey, uh, Chris, uh, what's something that you would give your 18 year old self advice on? And why would you do that? <laughs> so in 18, I actually, uh, uh, that's when I first started my first business. It was a part of a, I was homeschooled and it was a, part of a business class, my, uh, uh, I had to create a hypothetical business. And uh, I said, well, why make a hypothetical? Well, I'll make it a real business. And that business ended up making about a hundred grand that year. Um, wow. Yeah. So uh, I got an A by the way. Um, <laughs> but the part, uh, I guess, I guess what I would say is, you know, it was from that point that, you know, I'm 18, I got a hundred grand in my pocket. I'm an entrepreneur. I ran after everything and I blew that money really quick. And I think one of the things that I would tell myself is slow down a little bit, test out your ideas, make sure you fully understand what you're getting yourself into before just diving in. Don't just run after and just start throwing money and throwing time to something until you know, it's going to definitely work, you know, and just really kind of research the market and know the market you're going to be diving into. Great advice. That is, that is some good advice right there. Um, so with everything you've done uh, over your career so far, what is one of the toughest challenges that you've maybe had to overcome and, uh, and go through and, and maybe, the, maybe, maybe just a tough decision you've had to make that you really didn't want to make, but you ended up having to make it? You want to share something like that? Yeah, I, I guess um, along my way, it was, you know, I was raised, I, I've been working since I was, um, 14 years old, I started working at McDonald's, right? And uh, I've worked my entire life. Uh, that's the way my uh, my father raised me. He raised me, you know, you get, you know, you got to work, you got to, you got to uh, earn, 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 earn a living. And for me, it was really hard when I got to that point where it was trying to make the decision of do I go and you know chase my dream here and try this out, but that means leaving a full time job that has benefits and has a solid paycheck and uh, you know, and walk, taking that leap of faith, you know, just walking out there. And I think that was probably the biggest, probably the hardest challenge to overcome. I talked to a lot of people about it. Um, you know, went to a lot of word camps and just really talked to a whole lot of people and everybody was like, you gotta do it. You gotta do it. You gotta do it. And I just, I couldn't do it. And it was really hard to make that leap. And finally, I think it was WordCamp Tampa. Uh, it was actually the last WordCamp Tampa that happened um, um, before they, they stopped doing them. But 
um, I came home from that and I'm like, I'm doing this. And that Monday is when I put in my notice and I was like, I'm going to, I'm going to make this work. And as soon as I put in my notice, I was scared to death. And within four or five days just started getting some rolling in people going, Oh, you're leaving. Hey, I got some full-time work for you. And things just started rolling at that point. So it really is just kind of overcoming that fear of going into business and, and, and really overstepping that. That's, um, that's good. I mean, you actually answered my next question. So, um, that was, that was great. <laughs> You're just on top of it, man. So, um, I think Dylan's got another, another question for you here. And, um, I, I really, that's, you know, I, I remember meeting you and Sandy down in, uh, work camp Orlando and, uh, you all were just so nice to me. And I was uh, representing known host, uh, mm-hmm. at work camp and we had a blast. What was that thing that we did? Uh, uh, uh Whirly ball. Whirly ball. Yeah. How would you describe that to our <laughs> listeners? Oh man. Okay. So, uh, first off whiplash, right? But, uh, you would, uh, they're like little go-karts, but they're not your traditional go-kart. They have a really weird steering. It's like this one little joystick that's it is really hard to understand. Yeah. It was definitely weird. It, well, and it's a, I guess lacrosse style or something like that. Like you had to, you had to have this little, you had this little ball and you had like a lacrosse style, um, or a wiffle ball like type of thing, uh, scoop. And you had to scoop up these balls and throw them at these targets that were up in the air on a, like a basketball hoop. And you had to hit these, but they're also bumper cars. So they're not just go-karts, but they're little bumper cars. And so everybody's ramming into each other and uh, it got aggressive on uh, Mickey out there. I tell you, he was, he was taking people out in this little, uh, little carts there. But, <laughs> it was so, it was so fun. I mean, I even like, you know, I'm a big old boy and I, I, I literally jumped inside the car to try to make it move forward. And, yep. It, yeah. So it was, it was like, I guess the way I would describe it is it's like a little bit of football with a lot of hockey and a little bit of basketball <laughs> and, and all this mess. You're driving this bumper car. Uh, it was just, and, and you feel was, the next was, morning. Yeah. Oh yeah. You definitely feel, I mean, we were, we did like <laughs> 10 of those sessions and it was by far the best after party I've ever been to in any kind oh, of awesome. So, uh, we, we actually had a blast. I come back and I told the guys over at known host that, we actually needed to sponsor that one year because it was just amazing. And I mean, everybody had a blast. Oh yeah. <laughs> you all also I'm, I'm, had, uh, you also had laser tag, I believe in there too as well, but nobody went and played laser tag because everybody was having fun playing uh whirly ball. All the kids went and played laser tag. <laughs> I'm, I'm surprised you referenced all those sports references, Mickey, because coming from someone that doesn't know the difference between a home run and a touchdown. Hey, you know, that's, that's wow. me. I mean, it is. So, Chris, funny story real fast before Dylan gets with you, but um, I got invited to a Super Bowl party out of all the parties I've ever been so about it, invited to. I got invited to a Super Bowl party, and guy calls me and says, hey, my, it was my friend KD. He calls and says, hey, would you like to come to uh, my Super Bowl party? And I'm like, eh, yeah, why not? And I said, what day is it? He hung the phone up on me. Apparently, it's always on a Sunday. <laughs> I didn't know this. I don't watch sports. Oh, a sports guy. Give me something with business and, and we'll talk. But anyways, <laughs> I ended up going and I, I enjoyed the commercials. They were fun. So that's about me at the Super Bowl though. I, I, I asked somebody, I asked the same thing. I said, so don't hate me, but did the Super Bowl already happen or is it coming up? T- 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 and people are like, really? <laughs> I'm always like, who's playing this year? And yeah. Like, yeah. You don't even care. So what does it matter? So, but yeah, it was, uh, it's definitely different, but Whirly Ball, I absolutely loved it. It was it was great, and that was a blast. And whoever organized that, which was, I guess that was you and Sandy, right? 
Uh, yeah, Sandy was a uh, lead organizer uh, last year and this year. Yeah, so I can't wait to come this year. Dylan, you need to go to Orlando and work camp with me this year. Yeah, I might uh, try to get to it. Yeah, it is absolutely a blast. And then it, it was just, it was, it was fun. So, Dylan, he's all yours, buddy. Oh, yeah. Well, before I get to my real question, are you a Rays fan? Uh, not really a sports fan in general, but go okay. sports. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Every time I've got a lot of Florida friends online, and it's always something about Tampa Bay on here, Tampa Bay Rays, every time I get on. But uh, earlier you were talking about being 18 years old and having a successful business and a lot of money in your pocket. And uh, I teach at a high school around here locally, so I've got a lot of former students that's in college now, and they're working a little bit too and making some money. And uh, I try to uh, go back to the same question we ask about being 18 and uh, well, these kids are this age. So I was like, I can't go back and tell my 18 year old self some advice. So maybe I can give it to them. Mm. Of course they don't want to listen to it, but uh, <laughs> you know, uh, do you think you can learn from failure or you just try to avoid it at all cost? Um, no, I, I actually think that uh, failure is, I think one of the biggest things that you can learn from um, that lesson that I told, uh, you know, mentioned about, 18 year old self was because I took, you know, a hundred grand and ended up with none of it um, by the end. And it was because, you know, I, I, I took what I already knew and I went after something I didn't really know, which was a recording studio and dropped a hundred grand into it and got nothing back out of it. And, you know, one of my friends that was kind of along the way, going along the way with me on that, cause we were creating a video business at the time he, uh, he, 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 he kind of walked away from it all because he felt embarrassed that he got me into that situation. And I met up with him a couple of years later about, Oh, it was not too, actually not a couple of years, like 10 years later. And I asked him, you know, I said, why'd you, you know, just disappear like that? And he said, uh, he told me, he said, well, I felt bad about it. And I said, you don't need to feel bad about it because that failure is why I am what I am today. Because now before I ever venture out and do anything, you know, I have a, you know, we have a successful agency now. But, you know, if I were to take all of our runway that we have for our agency and just run after any idea I get and just start throwing a bunch of money at it and just run after it without talking to people in the industry and, and, and really learning what's going on, I'm going to throw that money away again. I'm going to fail again. And so from that original failure, I've learned something that's really helped me grow my business my entire life just from that one failure. So I always look at anything that you fail at is always going to be a learning opportunity and you should never beat yourself up over it. And you should always just accept that failure is just a lesson that you've learned, you know, and, and learn something, take something, and learn from that lesson, talk to other people and other people who've been there and find out, Hey, you know, I feel like I failed at this and they're going to tell you, no, no, you didn't. You learned something from that. Absolutely. That's what I tell them. A lot of times it's a lot more important to know what not to do than to know what you're actually going to be doing. And, that way, you know, if you know what not what to do, you can avoid that. And then everything else you're, you're going to learn from also, and it's not going to be quite as bad. Yeah. 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 I would totally agree with all of that. Hey, Chris, if you could be any superhero, who would it be and why? And you better not say Mickey Mouse because he's not a superhero. <laughs> um, I would say uh, Iron Man. Iron Man. Well, that's yeah. an interesting choice. I've never had anybody tell me that. So Really? Yeah, never, ever. So I mean, look at all the cool gadgets he's got. Like that, well, that alone. Well, 
Well, yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you got all these really cool gadgets, and you got all this tech to play with. I mean, how how cool is that? Yeah, and you can fly around, and do whatever you want. I mean, I think that's. <laughs> And if people forgive you for being a jerk sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's that is that's totally true. Well, I've never heard of anybody telling me they wanted to be uh, Iron Man, so that's uh, that's a different one. So you would be him just because you have basically an endless resource list of all this text, tech, and, uh, and you basically can do what you want. So pretty much, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> out of these three, which one of these three do you clean first? Your room your desk or your car and sandy's probably going to listen to this so she'll confirm <laughs> at a later um, date. so room i never clean my room um <laughs> I, I have it since i was a teenager i'm horrible at doing that um and uh, my car i actually funny enough i keep my car really clean um and uh i got i got a truck and uh i keep it clean uh the only dirt in there is for my wife when she steals it from me uh, <laughs> I won't even drive her car because it's well I, I probably shouldn't say it. you're right she's gonna listen to this I shouldn't say anything about it but uh <laughs> you know so I keep my car pretty clean um but I think it's my uh, desk because I feel like when my desk is really cluttered um and it gets that way um when my desk is really cluttered I just don't feel like I'm work as productive when I'm working I just when I have a clean desk it's just like my whole mind feels different the whole mindset of sitting at the desk just feels completely different yeah, I totally agree. I'm more productive when I have a clean desk instead of having papers everywhere and stuff everywhere and, and so on. And I can totally relate to you on that one. Um, well, and I've got it angled right now. You can't see, uh, but uh, my desk is dirty right now, which is why today I worked downstairs on the couch because that room was clean. Uh, <laughs> so I did a lot of work downstairs where it was clean and uh, down in my wife's office and she kind of kicked me out uh, today. She told me that tomorrow I got I to gotta clean my office and come back up and work in my office because... Apparently, I was bothering her working in her office today. So I'm assuming that both of you all uh, work out of your house for your business. Yes, yes, we have a we have two two offices. Uh, we used to share an office. Um, that just didn't work because calls and conference calls and all that. It's just really hard to have those when you're sitting right next to each other. So we have um, I have the ups, upstairs office. She has the downstairs office. And uh, but yeah, we both work out of our home, and all of our uh, employees work out of their home as well. Um, we find it. We find it better. Uh, we we can pass that cost uh, savings along to our customers by not having an actual office somewhere. Yeah, I recently just gave up my home office, and I mean, I'm still in my home office right now, of course. Um, but I was working totally from home, and I just I got so I don't know. I wasn't depressed. I just got so stuck, and I guess I was like, I've got to get out. I got to go get something. So I went out in town and rented me a small little office and, and, and I go out to it Monday through Friday, nine to five. And if I'm not at meetings, I'm at it. And it's just, it was a lot more efficient for me to be outside of the house. Cause it felt like all I did was stay here in the house. And I just, it, it means you have to get dressed every day now for work. I do. Yeah. I have to get dressed. Mickey, Mickey watched way too much TV when he tried to work from home. Too. <laughs> <laughs> my, my wardrobe is really simple though. So, you know, I have about 20 gray shirts and a few white shirts and then blue jeans. So literally, that's my wardrobe. And I mean, I, I go and grab a shirt, grab a pair of pants, then put it on and done. I don't really, I don't dress up fancy. I mean, it's just, it's who I am. And people probably don't think I never change, but I honestly, I do. I change every day. I wear WordCamp shirts everywhere. I don't know <laughs> if I actually own a shirt that I paid for. <laughs> well, WordCamp US, man, they gave out tons and tons oh, yeah. and tons of shirts. I come back home with a duffel bag of uh, swag. 
we always check an empty bag when we when we go to WordCamp US because it always comes back full of things. Uh, speaking of WordCamp, what is your next WordCamp that you're going to? Uh, Miami. Miami. That I don't know if I'm going to be able to make that one. Oh, you're missing out, man. That's, I'm, I'm going to try. I'm not guaranteed to make it, but I'm going to try. I've got so much going on this month. I mean, I'm going to Greenville, South Carolina the end of this week. Um, then I've got another event that I've got to go to. I think it's actually the same time as Miami uh, out in Colorado. And mm. then um, Mickey got, loves Miami. Miami is, let me tell you, Miami was different when I was there. <laughs> it was I'm a country boy, okay? And when I go there and everybody's speaking Spanish, I have no clue what they're saying. And, I mean, everywhere I went, I was like, I was like in Little Havana. Oh, and, yeah. And, I mean, I couldn't understand anything. And, I mean, it, I, it was totally out of my comfort zone. Um, and then the traffic. I didn't even mind the, the, the communication. That didn't bother me. The traffic was horrific. It was like the worst traffic that I've ever been in my life. Oh, yeah. We, we drive down there. But then we Uber everywhere because I can't, I can't drive in the traffic. We get down there, we park at the hotel, and then I don't touch my vehicle until it's time to go back home. Why is traffic so terrible in Miami? Um, Florida roads. <laughs> it was crazy. It took us four. I, I kid you not, Chris. We flew in into Fort Lauderdale, and we had to go from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. It took us four hours to mm-hmm. drive from Fort Lauderdale to Miami. No, no. Florida, Florida has a policy, I think, on roads that they wait until roads are overcrowded and then they wait 10 years and then they go ahead and do construction on them for another 10 years. And uh, by the time that construction's done, the road's already overcrowded again. They got to start all over again. Yeah. So uh, that's crazy. <laughs> I, I actually believe that because there was so much road construction. And I mean, four hours. I mean, it took me two hours to fly from where I live to Miami. It took me four hours to get from Fort Lauderdale. <laughs> 40 what 40 minutes down the road to Miami so yeah uh, yeah I mean it was just it was ridiculous but anyways uh ran over um Dylan <laughs> do you got any questions for Chris uh let's see here I slipped off to get my dinner that was cooking uh it's been nice what'd you cook us yeah. what'd you cook us Dylan I got some boneless skinless chicken breast oh that sounds boring <laughs> and broccoli give me a big fat juicy I, I i got broccoli too you love yeah, broccoli well, i love broccoli broccoli is awesome <laughs> so we did a podcast the other day chris let's ask you this real fast why okay. what he wants to ask you uh we did a podcast the other day and we were talking about mcdonald's mcdonald's once had bubble gum flavored broccoli Ew. They were they were trying to in, in, encourage kids to eat broccoli because it's healthy for you so they flavored it like bubble gum and it was purple. It looked just like Barney. Would you eat it? No, no, no. <laughs> I actually like broccoli though. So, but I mean, no, I would. And I don't think that would help kids eat eat more broccoli because then they might have it while they're there, but they're never gonna touch broccoli outside. Because I'm like, well, it's not pink and it doesn't taste like bubble gum. <laughs> yeah. Well, the study showed that it confused kids a lot, and that was only in 2014 too. Mickey, did you know that? No, I didn't know that. I thought it was like a lot longer ago that they'd done that, but we looked it up again today because they didn't believe me. And uh, so we, it was 2014. I can't imagine what kind of chemicals they had to put into that broccoli to make it taste that way though. Yeah. Right? I don't think the broccoli would have been healthy anymore. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have to pull up a picture and show you what this, this looks like. Our oh, viewers no. can't see it, but if you are, if you're uh, if you're a listener, go Google purple bubble gum 
Well, we'll, we'll post it on our uh, Facebook page. Yeah, we'll post it on Facebook as well. Um, That'll but, be some riveting content. It was. It was purple broccoli. <laughs> and I don't even know why McDonald's did it. So uh, they've been under fire for years for unhealthy food. Here you go, Chris, stuff. what's your first thought? Oh no. <laughs> no, that's just no. <laughs> I don't even know what I would say if, like, I saw that like pop on my plate. Like, I'd be like, I mean, I would think it'd be brown if it's bad. I don't know what's wrong with this. Like, ugh. <laughs> no. We'll share that picture and let you all be horrified <laughs> when we do this podcast. So, Dylan, he's all yours, buddy. <laughs> okay. It seems like all so, everyone always has just like this one subject that you're adamant about. And every time you bring it up, everybody disagrees with you on. So is, is there something that's true that you always try to challenge people with that nobody agrees with you on? Hmm. I think it's, uh, it kind of goes along with what, uh, I, 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 um, I think it's with analytics in your website, honestly, uh, knowing your analytics. I think a lot of people just say, well, if I'm making money, I'm making money. So why does it matter? And I'm like, no, you, you, the, you know what's going on. Like, how, how, how's that not like your priority? I, I'm checking my stats daily. And uh, other people are like, no, I don't know the last time I checked my stats. You mean you have to have a trackable measure to like Maybe. measure process or no, progress rather? You should. <laughs> wow, I didn't know that. Are you sure? Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I, I think it's, I, it, 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 no, it's, it's really funny because I, you know, I give talks on, I think uh, Mickey, you may have hit up one of my talks before on this and you know, I'll, I'll, I'll pull the room and I'll be like, who here uses Google analytics? And you'll have like half you know, 75% of the people raise their hand up and I go, awesome. Who here has logged into their Google analytics in the last 30 days? And you have like a couple hands. You're like, last 60 days. It like, it's just like nobody has logged in and you're like, everybody's logged in this week. Nobody. And you're like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Chris, um, tell us a little bit more about how we can help you in your business along with the, uh, the listeners of this podcast. Yeah. I mean, um, I think it's more, uh, the way you can kind of help us, um, um, really is just kind of, you know, we, we, we give out a lot of content and stuff like that. And so just kind of interacting with us on social media or anything like that. And then, um, you know, we'd love to help you as well. So, you know, if you've got any questions or anything like that, feel free to hit us up. You know, if you've got any services that we can help you with, we'd love to help you out with that as well. Awesome. Awesome. And since this is the last minute podcast, do you have any last minute thoughts or advice that you'd like to share with the audience? Um, I think really just kind of going back to, you know, reiterating what we just talked about um, earlier, you know, just follow your dreams, you know, really get out there and uh, you know, envision what you want and be happy. I guess I would say, you know, I, it was something we started about six months ago. We started, we kept chasing after every project and trying to earn, earn the most money and, and, and try to try to really keep growing. And we hit a point where uh, we were getting burned out and I said, you know what, let's try and find that balance. Right. And let's try and be happy with what we do. Still chase our dreams, but, but, but be happy at the same time. And that's kind of what the way we switched. And it's just made a world of difference in our family, at our home, um, in our business as well. Um, just by making that switch, just really kind of finding that balance and, and, and making sure we're just happy with what we're doing. 
I totally agree with that 100%. I mean, I strive to be happy. That's my number one thing that I do. And I try to do that with myself along with try to help other people become uh, or other people become happy. Uh, that's just my goal. And it's not about money with me. It's more about happiness. And people are like, well, you can't pay the bills with happiness, but no, but you sure can be happy. Yeah. You no. Know? And you don't have to have money to be happy. I mean, sure. Money's going to make it easier and everything, but you know, if you do what's right and you do what feels right and people, you're going to get rewarded in the long run. I mean, you know, um, I, I totally, I totally agree with that. Uh, I absolutely strive for happiness and i uh, glad you brought that up. So um, how can our audience get in touch with you, find out more about you and so on? What social platforms or, or et cetera are, are you on that they can connect with you on? Yeah. So you can follow me um, on Twitter at Chris Edwards CE uh, on Twitter. Uh, if you use Instagram and you like seeing lots of Disney pictures, we have a Disney Instagram account, which is Florida sun adventures. Um, and we post all of those really cool pictures uh, that'll make you jealous that you're not here at Disney. Um, and then, uh, yeah, and then you can just find us uh, online um, on our website, datadrivenlabs.io. It links to all of our other social platforms that we're on as well. So as experienced as you are in Disney, maybe you should start like a personalized tour service for Disney. <laughs> we're actually contemplating starting a vlog uh, we're, we're working on getting some content together and we've been, we've, we've filmed a few. We just haven't been happy with them yet enough to launch them. So we're, we're just kind of practicing, but we're going to be launching that hopefully soon. Oh, that's awesome. Um, as far as Disney, what's one of your favorite rides at Disney? <laughs> I think, uh, even with all the new rides and everything coming out, uh, big thunder mountain is still my favorite. Uh, it's that kind of coaster like ride, but it's what, if, if you ever ride it, what you'll love about it. It's a very long ride. It's like five, five and a half minutes long. It's got three lift hills. It's, it's a great ride. So how do you, how long does one have to usually wait um, to ride in this? Well, if you're smart about it, you can figure out how to do it where you only wait about, I think last night we waited five minutes for it. Uh, we went uh, with a bunch of friends out there for uh, actually a bunch of WordPress friends. Uh, we all met up here and uh, went out there for uh, um uh, someone's birthday and we were able to get fast passes and get on it right away. Uh, but on a busy day, the wait time on that ride can get up to, you know, an hour and a half or, or so. Jeez. Uh, not as bad as um, uh, some of the new rides have opened up. Some of them, uh, the flight of passage, which is the avatar ride. No joke. Four to five hour waits during the summer. I won't do it. I won't do it. I won't wait longer than about 30 minutes as long as I'll ever wait for a ride, but there's people who will wait four to five hours for a ride. Do they have like those little VIP passes where you can skip the line and stuff like that? Yeah. Yeah. What they do is they, everybody can use them. It's actually a tip. If you're not, if you're ever going to Disney, if you get a ticket, you can download their app and you can get up to three fast passes per day. Uh, just open up the app. You can book them up to 30 days ahead of time. Uh, hmm. So if you ever get tickets to Disney, Use that service because you get free fast passes and those fast passes make your wait time only about five or 10 minutes long while everybody's sitting there waiting five hours for a ride. And you get up to three of those um, that you can book out 30 days ahead. So there's no premium VIP pass where you can just always skip the line? No, there's not. We need to invent that. Uh, Universal has. Disney <laughs> refuses to do it. It's uh, one of Walt's visions that nobody should be allowed to pay for privilege. Except <laughs> if you got three grand, you can pay for a VIP tour at Disney and walk on all the rides. But, you know, they, <laughs> they say they don't do it, but you can if you do it the right way. 
That's craziness. Well, Chris, man, it has been great talking with you. Oh, definitely. I've enjoyed every moment, and uh, I'm sure that our audience has enjoyed talking to you and they are actually listening to you. And, uh, and I'm sure they appreciate the tips. Those with the little youngsters that want to go to Disney because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, your stuff, because I mean, who else goes to Disney almost every day of the week? Um, <laughs> so, you know, Dylan, you got any last thoughts or anything for, uh, Christopher? I was just going to say it's great uh, getting to meet him here and talk to the podcast and learn a little bit more about him. And I've just followed him on Twitter. So I'll be keeping up with him and, I'll go hit the Instagram up here in a little bit. Sounds good. Awesome. Well, Chris, we appreciate you, buddy. Thank you for being on the Last Minute Podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks. Man, wow, he gave all kinds of awesome tips out on Disney, didn't he, uh, Dylan? He sure did. Yeah, so if you're going to go to Disney, you need to listen to this guy. He knows exactly what he's doing. Him and his wife go to Disney quite often. I think he said three, four days a week they're in Disney, and they know what they're talking about. So, Give Chris Edwards over at Data Driven Labs a uh, shout and see what he can help you with on your next adventure to the uh, kingdom. Uh, I've never actually been to Disney. Have you been I've been one time whenever I was, uh, I don't know how old I was. It's probably in the late 90s. The only time I've ever been, like eight bucks for a water and a hot dog back then. Wow. Yeah, I've never actually went. I always heard the ride time was horrible. and Yeah, the lines you know, were like yada, yada. extremely long. Yep. So I've just never had the uh, nerve to go and the desire to go, actually. So, well, the only thing I remember from that trip is as we were leaving, you rode trams in and out like you do at Dollywood. Yeah. And they pulled the trams up to the parking lots, and each parking lot was named after Disney characters. And they pull up and they're like, okay, we have come to a complete stop. All the goofy people to the left and all the Donald people to the right. <laughs> what about the Mickey people, man? We're going to go front. I call them goofy people. well speaking of that guys gals we'd like to know if you want us to talk about something uh something specific if you would we'd love to have you and uh have you on and and talk to us about that um we have a email set up at questions at lastminutepodcast.com questions at lastminutepodcast.com and my good pal dylan here is going to give you that phone number to call and leave a voicemail if you'd like so dylan go ahead and do that for us yeah, feel free to leave us a voicemail at area code 423-788-4305. And like I said, we'd love to know if we can help you. We'd love to know what you think about our podcast so far. We'd love to know any of that stuff. And we just want to get you all involved and participating in our podcast. This is about you all and us, and we just want to make the best of it for both. So, uh, Dylan, you got any last-minute thoughts? Uh you don't even have to give us a topic to speak about. If you want to leave a voicemail, we can play on the air. You can send us some crazy laws that you've heard or some interesting facts you may know or have researched that you think are funny. Just leave those. Yeah, definitely. And, you know, we do do these interviews. Uh, we have the interviews lined up for almost three months out now. It's kind of crazy. One post generated that many people interested in giving us interviews. Um, so, but we are still taking interviews. We still have time slots to fill. And if you are interested in being interviewed for our podcast, you know, we're a little off the wall. We're a little, you know, fun. We don't, we're laid back. We, we have a good time and we laugh and we just want you to be yourself. Uh, we would never ask you to be anything other than yourself, except for the only thing we do ask is you keep it clean. And you know, if you're going to say it in front of your mom, it's okay. We'll talk about it on the air. Um, but we do have fun, like I said, and we would love to have you on the last minute podcast. If you are interested 
in, uh, in, in doing that and have you on as an interviewer. And uh, from this point forward, every one of our podcasters is going to have an interview. And I'm excited about that. Aren't you, Dylan? I am. I've got a couple that uh, I'm trying to line up right now. They've been pretty, pretty busy with the basketball season, but I'm not going to name any names right now. But hopefully we can get them on the, the podcast to tell us about their season. Awesome. Yeah. So, you know, it may be business, it may be personal, it may be sports, who knows? And if it's sports, I can guarantee you that this guy right here, me, will not be talking about him because I don't know anything about it. I'll shoot in when I can, but Dylan will be the one leading that discussion because I'll probably offend them. Sorry, guys. (laughs) Dylan, you know, I'm weak at sports. I don't know why you'd do that to me. You've got to build your sports IQ, Mickey. <laughs> it's like a negative seven. <laughs> it's about like my Rocky. Uh, what's that dude? What's his last name? Balboa. Balboa. Rocky Balboa. So, yeah. I, I, I just really could not get into that movie last night. I'm sorry. And I, I I am sorry that you and everybody else in the room watching that movie in my theater love I'm it. I want to chalk it up to you being in a medically induced coma. <laughs> Boy, that was fun, wasn't it? Oh. <laughs> I thought I was absolutely dying last night. I took a, a, one of my prescriptions and it just about knocked me out. But anyways, we're not going to talk about that on here. So, <laughs> <laughs> Guys, gals, we appreciate you being a part of our podcast today. And we really do enjoy talking with you all. If you want, like I said, email us over at questions at lastminutepodcast.com or give us a call at 423-788-4305. And I hope I got that number right because I just did it off the memory. So, uh, We appreciate it. Thank you all so much and have a wonderful, wonderful day. We'll see you.